Yes, Lord, we praise you. We lift you up in our praises, God. We thank you, Lord, for uh, the life that you've given us, the light that you've shined in our hearts, Lord God. We come to you uh, ready to hear from you, Lord. Speak to us through your word. Uh, we invite your presence. Come, Holy Spirit, breathe on us. Blow through here, Lord. Uh, we need your life, uh, your truth, your grace, Lord. We ask that you'd fill us up this morning. Amen. All right, go ahead and take a seat. And I admit a, a bit of an unusual uh, mixer question today. And uh, it came from this guy. I was listening to this evangelist named Scott McNamara. And uh, at some point, uh, he prayed this prayer. Lord Jesus, make me like a neon sign that points to you. Make me like a neon sign that points to you. So a neon sign, right, it grabs your attention, uh, but it's like this one would be like an arrow pointing to Jesus. So it, you, you'd look at this guy just for a minute, but he'd be directing your attention to Jesus. I, I like that. I also liked what Ann said. Uh, she said she would say welcome. I'm like, yeah, you, you are a neon sign that says welcome um, without the light bulbs and the plug and all that. So, all right. So uh, God is light. We're going to go here today. God is light. God wants to fill you with his light. And he wants to help you and me shine more brightly. That's where we're going today, those three things. So let's start with light, 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 light. Now, have you ever seen a neon sign that's not plugged in, doesn't have uh, light shining through it? Kind of ugly. You get these weird wires, not very attractive. Okay, light is important. Light lights us up. What is light? What is light? I'll give you the short. I'll give you the short version. Physical light is electromagnetic waves. All right. Or I like this one better: a stream of photons. Uh, that's what light is. Now, what is the main source of light for us? Physical light. Yes. It's amazing, right? Imagine if the sun was blackened out. Uh, all the light was gone right now. The stars were blocked out. No light at all. What would this place look like? It was our main source of light on Earth. Now, that's pretty cool. Well, that's pretty obvious. This was more interesting to me. Light from the sun is the main source of energy for every living thing. Every living thing that there is, its energy comes from the sun, ultimately. I think that's amazing. That, that's powerful. So, so far, uh, light is powerful. It's, it's energizing, right? Uh, light enables us to see so that we can function, so we can see which way to go and which way not to go. So we got light, energy, power, uh, necessary for life and to see. It's completely essential for our existence. We take it for granted. It's shine all the time. And... Um, when, we, when there's an absence of it, we notice and we, we want it. Listen to what 1 John 1, 5 says. So this is a guy from John who walked with Jesus. He said this, God is light. God is light. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. No darkness at all. So God is light. Now is he saying that God is a stream of photons? or some electromagnetic waves. There's something about light 
that characterizes God. God is the source of life. God is essential for our existence, for life to be sustained. God shines into your life, my life, so that we can see. So we can see what is true, so we can avoid the darkness, so we don't fall into that pit, so we don't bump into things. He's the energy that you and I need so that we don't go into darkness and so that we can come out of darkness. God is light. In what other ways is God light? What else comes to mind? Pure. Yeah, purity. Yeah, holiness. Brightness. Yes. He's powerful, pure, holy, life-giving. In these ways, God is like light. Let's go further with this. God is light-like, like life. Wait. Like light. <laughs> and God is the creator of light, physical light. Genesis 1.1. Let's go back to the beginning. In the beginning, in the very beginning, God, who was there, God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything you see, everything that we are. Now, the earth was formless and empty. So he takes us to that point through this revelation, the point before uh, God started creating. He, the earth was formless and empty. So picture this. Formlessness and emptiness, darkness, was over the surface of the deep. That's what it was. And it sounds pretty gloomy, right? Gloomy, a little chaotic. A little. And the Spirit of God, this is good, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, over this deep, formless darkness. And then God said, what did he say? Let there be light. God speaks light into existence. All right? He brings it out of the darkness. Okay, so let's just capture this. God, this is your first fill-in. God, who is light, speaks light into his creation. He's the source of light. Okay, so that's light. Now, there's a lot of darkness in the world also, right? Physically speaking, question, is there more darkness or light in the universe? Who says darkness? Raise your hand. Let's get a, let's get a vote here. All right, who says light? All right. Actually, a lot more darkness. I looked it up. You can ask Luke how this works. Luke, our physicist, he's our residential physicist. So uh, if you have more questions about that. But darkness... There's more darkness than light in the, universe, in the universe. Darkness is the absence of light. All right, just as cold is the absence of heat. Light is something, right? It, it actually is something. It's real. It, it exists. Darkness is what? The absence. It's nothing. Nothingness. There's more darkness in the universe. All right, now, beyond the physical, what other kinds of darkness is there? Spiritual darkness. Yeah, the spiritual darkness. The darkness of sin and pain and death and crime and exploitation. There's moral darkness. There's, there's ethical darkness. There's the darkness of extreme poverty and injustice, betrayal. Um, these things are active. Darkness of this sort is active 
against God and against his creation. Darkness is at work as well. Seeking to bring things back to nothingness, formlessness, emptiness, and darkness. More darkness. By chapter 3 of Genesis, just, you know, a couple pages in, these forces of darkness were active in God's good creation. All right. Now, is there more of this kind of darkness than light in the world? The spiritual, moral, is there more darkness or is there more light? Google cannot answer that for me, so we'll ponder that. Another question is, will we always be laboring under that kind of darkness? Will that darkness always be with us? How long, Lord, until that darkness is gone? Will you lift that light? You know, humanity's been asking that for a long time because the darkness is a burden. The darkness is a curse. The darkness is a struggle. Um, people have been asking this for a long time, uh, especially the people of Israel. Israel uh, has been wondering about this. Is even You can read about this in the Psalms. It's called out to God, how long, Lord, how long will this darkness be around? And that's because God, who is light and who created his people Israel to be light, promised them that his light would come and shine in the world and bring light. God had promised it to them uh, one place through the prophet Isaiah. This is about 700 B.C., 700 years before Jesus. It says this, Isaiah 42. It's in your bulletin. It's on your screen there. Isaiah 42 is prophecy about this light that would, that would come. Listen to what's said here. Behold my servant, my servant. So this is how the light is identified. My servant. God is promising, has promised to send this special servant to Israel and to the world. Behold my servant. Look, my servant. I want you to pay attention to this. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one, the one I've selected, the one I've chosen, in whom I delight, with whom I am well pleased. I will put my spirit on this servant, my servant. And he's going to do something. He'll bring justice to the nations. That sounds good. We could use some more of that. I will keep you. God's speaking to a servant here. I will keep you and make you to be a covenant. That's the new covenant. We're going to touch on that again later in communion. I will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the nations. To open eyes that are blind, that are captivated in darkness. To open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison and to release from the prisons those who sit in darkness. God promised to send his light, his servant, his covenant who would release people. The servant, servant is someone who serves others, who gives to others. A servant is going to be a covenant to the people, a light for the nations, a light that opens the eyes of the blind so that we can see again. A servant, a light who frees people who are now captive in darkness. That sounds good. I like it. I want it. And then the servant, the light, the promised one, came. He came. When the time was right, listen, God spoke his word into Mary. 
And Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, was conceived. Jesus, the Word of God, the light of God, came in the flesh, embodied in the flesh. And when Matthew, a tax collector, just doing his own thing, mind his own business, when he encountered this light, when he encountered Jesus, he reflected upon it like this. He said, Matthew, in Matthew 4.16, he said, the people... The people around me, us, we, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living, listen to this, on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Woo-hoo, this, is, this is good news, man. Matthew's quoting Isaiah here. He's seeing it. He's recognizing that the servant, the promised one, the light has come. And he's there with him in flesh and blood. Now the light comes. What does the light do? What does the light do? What does God's spirit-filled servant do when he comes in the flesh? What does it look like when the light of God comes into this world? Let's look at that. Well, Matthew, he gives us a summary of it. He's been observing this. He was there. Matthew 4.23, Jesus went throughout Galilee. Northern Israel, teaching in the synagogues, gatherings like this. Doing what? Doing this, proclaiming the good news, speaking words of life, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Sounds good. Sounds like good news. News about him spread all over Syria. It's hard to keep that kind of good news contained. And people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Those suffering under the darkness of this world of sin and death and pain and shame, they came and he healed them. As a result, verse 25, large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, down Jerusalem, Judea, the region across the Jordan to the east, they came and followed him. This is what happens when the light of the world comes into the world. He releases those in darkness. He gives new life. He brings his light and life into the world. So picture this. The light of the world comes. He's shining brightly. He's doing these signs that indicate that he is the servant, the the God one. And people gather. People gather. And he does something. He does something. He speaks. He preaches. He teaches. He has a message. And here's a summary of his message. It comes to the beginning of Matthew, Matthew 4, 17. Jesus saying, repent. Repent. Why? For the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is how Jesus articulates what's happening. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light has come into the darkness. So what do I do? What should I do? You should turn. You should repent. You should turn to God. Turn to the light. Come to him. Go to him. Turn from darkness to the light. Because the time has come. The kingdom of God has broken in. The kingdom of God is at hand. He's saying the same today to you, to me. Turn to Jesus. Turn to the light. Get out of the darkness. Turn to him and you will receive forgiveness of sins. You'll be purified, cleansed of that darkness. 
And there's more. Not just released from that darkness, but filled with his light. With the light of God. The Holy Spirit. His presence. His power. His love. God wants to put his light in you. Replace the darkness. Fill it with light. That's what he's doing in the world. That's the invitation. That's the opportunity. He's going around. He's teaching. He's talking. He says this. John 8, 12. He says, I am the light of the world. He identifies. He self-identifies. I'm the one. I'm the light. I'm the promised light. The light that shines in the darkness. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me. There's an invitation. Whoever comes behind me, whoever follows me, whoever attaches himself to me will never walk in darkness. You can be freed and come out of the darkness. We'll never walk in darkness, but we'll have the light of life out of darkness filled with the light of life. Back then, today, all over the world, this is what God's doing. He's saying, turn to the light, away from darkness, to the light. That's the offer before you and me. Light and life, darkness or death. There's the fork. There's the choice. Jesus makes it simple, makes it clear. Turn away from the darkness, come into the light. You're in the darkness. You you found yourself in darkness this week. Get out of there. Get in the light. And listen, when you say yes to the light, when you turn to him, listen to what God did for you in that moment. That first time you turn to the light, or if you're pondering it today, this is what will happen to you. This is what has happened to those of us who have turned away from the darkness, who've recognized that Jesus is light, and turned to him. There's the situation now. Colossians 1.13. He has rescued us. He has rescued you. Rescued you from the dominion of darkness, the valley of the shadow of death. He has rescued you from the dominion of darkness, the power structure of darkness, the tyranny of sin, death, shame, fear. He's rescued you from that. He broke you out of there. He's released you from there. He rescued you from the dominion of darkness and brought you and me into the kingdom of his son, into the kingdom of light, new power structure. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You were captives in darkness, like Israel was captives as slaves in Israel. And he released you. He saved you. He rescued you. He purchased you at a price to bring you into his kingdom, the kingdom of light. And now in the light of his kingdom, you have forgiveness. You have the cleansing you needed. Thank you, Lord. Now, that's not something you could have done by yourself. A lot of people don't even know they're in the darkness. A lot of people are still captured in the darkness, are still part of the dominion of darkness. And they would deny it. They don't know it. They're in it. I was there. I remember. God has come. The light has come. Shine on your heart. Shine in your life to call you out, to rescue you, to bring you into his kingdom, into the kingdom of light. Thank you, Lord. So here's an application for those who are in the kingdom of light. Well, first of all, if you're not in, 
and you're curious about this, you're like, huh, let me find out more. Please let us tell you. We want to help you transition. People helped us move from the dominion of darkness into the light. But if you're in the kingdom of light, here's something for us to hold on to, to remember, to live out. You no longer have to fear the darkness. You don't belong to the darkness anymore. You don't belong to the power structure of sin and death and shame, fear. You've come out of that. You've come out. You've been rescued from that. We're like a, um, have you ever seen a Brazil nut? Yeah. They're, they're these really hard shelled nuts. My dad used to crack nuts and eat nuts all the time. And the Brazil nuts were always dangerous because we had this old cracker thing. You can really jam your hand in there. They, they were dangerous. They were really tough to crack. <laughs> tough nut to crack. All right. So you, you crack this nut and, you know, you, it, you're freeing this nut, this beautiful Brazil nut, very tasty. You're, you're freeing this nut from the darkness. And, but the shell's still on it. You know, you make that initial crack, and that's not going to be enough. You're going to have to work at it. Right? you got to pick that nut out. Like the Brazil nut, you and I still have these shells of darkness on us, sin and shame and death, fear, that we need to pull off, keep working off, keep being freed from. That's what God wants to do in you and me. First thing is to remember who you are now. You're the Brazil nut inside. <laughs> no, you belong to God, right? You're his. You, you're part of the kingdom of light. Don't forget that. Did, was anybody really conscientious and, and aware of that this week? Ah, I'm in the kingdom of light. I, this took it. I needed this. To I needed to hear this. I've forgotten. I'm part of the kingdom of light. Now, if you've been transferred into God's kingdom, the kingdom of light, if you're in there, listen to what 1 Thessalonians 5.5 5 says about you. This is cool. I love it. 1 Thessalonians 5.5, 5, you are, you are children of light. You're children of light, children of the day. We don't belong to the night. We don't belong to that old power structure of darkness. No, no more. That, that, that power structure of chaos and anarchy and, and exploitation and we don't belong to it anymore. We are children of light. That's the next film. You are. Capture this. Remember this. Walk with this this week. You are a son. You are a daughter of light. That's your identity. That's who you are now. Jesus has broken you out of the darkness. You have a new identity. Stand in it. Rest in it. That's who you are now. Now, it's like this lamp I found. How do you like my lamp? Yeah, this lamp I found, uh, let's just say, let's pretend I found it in the dark corner of a garage somewhere, dark, musty corner of a garage. Now, um, it doesn't seem to be working. It's not very bright, right? So let me, what, what's the first thing I should do to get this thing going? Oh, here, I'll switch. Let's see if that works. That's not, all right, that didn't work. Power, oh, good idea. Let's plug this in. Let's plug this lamp in. This is, this is an important step. Somebody forgot to do this. All right. Let's see what happens. Oh, you see it? Is it winding? That's a nice lamp there. We have some light. I mean, it's not great. 
It's not great, but it, it's light. I see some light. There's a little shimmering coming out of there. All right, we have some light. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> this, this saga will continue. But this, this, is, this is what God's done for you. All right, this is what God's, he's plugged you into the light. You're part of the light source now. If you're not, this is the offer God has. God, who is light, wants to plug you into the light, shine through you. Now, sons and daughters of the light, brothers and sisters of the light, God wants to give you more light. God wants you and me to shine more brightly. Here's a question. Do people know that you're light? Do people tell that you are a son or daughter of light? You know, this past week, I mean, God wants to shine through you. What does he want to shine? He wants to shine his light, his life, his peace, his power, his presence, his joy, his love. How bright, shiny were you this week? Yeah, maybe a little moments, right? A little flickers. All right. Me too. Me too. Now, God wants to shine more brightly in you. If you want that, does that sound good? I want that. I want more life, more light, more joy, more peace, more, more all those good things of God, all the, the good things of God's spirit, all the things that he's this etern eternal, inexhaustible source of. I want more of that in my life. I bet Becky, my wife, would like more of that in me, in my life. My kids, they'd appreciate that. You know, people around me, people I work with, that would be good. Wouldn't that be great if we were all just bright, shining with the light of God? Woo, what would that look like? If you want to shine more brightly this week, two things, two things here, two things. First one, first one, here it is. Listen to 1 John 1, 5. We're back to that verse. 1 John 1, 5. John, who walked with the light, said, this is the message we have heard from him, the light, Jesus, and declare to you, listen, God is light. In him there's no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, Claim to be Christians if we're followers of Christ. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, if we just continue and continue and persist in darkness, we lie. We do not live out the truth. We're lying. We're not living true to our nature. We're not living true to our new identity. We're not living as children of light. But if we walk in the light, let's do this. Let's walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another. We experience the blessings of deep fellowship, meaningful fellowship with God and with each other. And a promise, the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If you want to get out of the darkness, if darkness you're realizing is wearing you down, is captivating you, you want out, start walking in the darkness. I mean, start walking in the light. Come out, come into the light. If you're a son or daughter of the light, fill in number one, you want more light. Number one, get out of darkness. It's simple. Come out of the darkness, get, it, get into the light. Right? That's, that's a uh, persistent, continual thing we need to be aware of. Hey, I'm in the light. That's good. Keep, stay here. Stay walking in the light. I'm in the presence of God. I'm fellowshipping with him. I'm fellowshipping with others. This is good. Oh, I'm in darkness. Uh, I got to get out of this. If I want to shine more brightly, he gives you the choice. You know, you can, you can, you know, one foot in darkness, one foot in light. You can keep going like that. 
But if you want to shine more brightly with God's life, his light, his love, get out of the darkness. Get out of, let's say, like bitterness. Take off the bitterness. Bitterness, man, that's darkness, right? Ooh, that can wear on you. Take off some bitterness. Take off some. Oh, that was not the plan. Take off some anger and rage at the lamp. Take off some resentment. Can't believe that happened. Take that off. The shame, the embarrassment. They're laughing at me. It's all right, buddy. Take off the, wow, this stuff's sticky. You really got to work at it. It's like a Brazil nut. You got to take it off. Oh, it doesn't come off easily, right? Take off hatred and envy and gossip. It's darkness, man. Were you in there this week? Take it off. Get out of it. Lust and greed, man. Get that off. Get that darkness off. All right. Fear, man. Anxiety. Like, I'm on my own. It's, it's, it's all up to me. Take that off. All right. Take that off. What do you need to stay clear? Seriously, man, this is this becoming more prevalent. Stay clear of anything dealing with the occult, New Age, spiritism. Get that off, man. You don't belong to the darkness. Don't amuse yourself with things that celebrate darkness and evil and sin and death. Take that stuff off, man. Come out of it. All right, let's see what happens here. Let's see if this helped. You know, all right, so we take that. Oh, so bright. Wow. Blinding. Better, right? Better. Improvement. You can actually see it's a light. Yes. Yes. All right. Now, how do we shine more brightly? Get out of the light. I mean, get out of the darkness. Get out of the darkness. Take it off. Leave it behind. Throw it in the garbage. Push it off. Push it out. It'll come. It'll creep. Its tentacles will creep on you this week, this afternoon even. You know, it doesn't take long. Uh, just watch. We're playing soccer later today, you know. Watch out, Wayne. Over-competitiveness. Take that off. Let Jesus purify you from all sins. Commit to walking the light. You can do that, you know, in a... Um, fellowshipping with God way, with the light, when we take communion. Then you'll shine more brightly. That's number one. All right. Now, let's look at number two. You know, it's, it could be a little more intense, maybe. All right, let's see what we can do here. Matthew 5, 14. Jesus says, you, speaking to his disciples, to those who are following him, who are with him, you are the light of the world. Wow, that's big. You are the light of the world. He says, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. You can't hide it. You'll see the, the lamps burning and flickering. Um, neither do people light a lamp and put it under the bowl. No, that would be, that'd be silly, right? You wouldn't, do, you wouldn't do that. That doesn't make sense. All right. You don't do that. And what do they do? Instead, they put it on stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Shine brightly. How, how particularly? What, what does he highlight here? 
What will enable you to shine? Good deeds. Let's do some good stuff. Let's just not bask in the light. Yeah, I'm chilling in the light. Things good to hear. No, you got to shine the light. How do you shine the light? By doing good things, good works. If you want to shine more brightly this week, number two, eagerly do the good deeds that God puts before you. You will see stuff today that you could, like, take hold of and help with. You'll see it'll come. The opportunity will be there. What are you going to do with it? Do it. Tackle it. Trust his word. Do the good things he calls you to do. Be a servant like him. And you will shine more brightly. God's son, the light, came as a servant. In this new kingdom of light, winning is uh, being the servant of all. The greatest in the kingdom of light is the one who is the servant of all. That's such a flip. He came and served. He gave his life to rescue you and me from darkness. Through his sacrifice, we see God's self-giving love. He gives of himself. He pours himself out for others, for you, for me. This is light. This is the light of the world. This is the light that scatters darkness. This is the light that we're called to shine more brightly. If you want to shine more like him, with more of him, then stop, you know, like navel gazing, looking at yourself. Well, what do I want today? What do I, no, man, start looking out. Oh, yeah. You didn't see that one coming, did you? It's like the Pixar lamp. Start looking out, right? Look outward. What can I do? How can I help? How can I serve? How can I bless? How can I shine today? Living God, loving God, shine through me. Work through me. Bring light into the darkness of this world, wherever I am. God will take you up on that any time of the day. You just got to be willing and ready. Let's do this. And for me, this was the added bit. Not reluctantly, hesitantly, begrudgingly, irritably, but eagerly. Man, I want to be light. I am son of light. Let's, I want to be more light. Let's be, let's be this. Let's do this. There are opportunities for you to serve, to take hold of this. I want to challenge you specifically with one thing. Most, most people at OTC regulars, most people here serve regularly. They're doing this. They serve. They shine brightly. If you don't, if you're new to this, here's the call. Here's the invitation. Serve. Serve at least once a month. Start there. Once a month. Just be like, once a month, I'm going to set aside kind of what I want to do on Sunday morning in church and all that, and I'm just going to serve. Sign me up. Talk to Sierra. She'll sign you up. You know, Sunday, OTC Kids, thank you to the teachers. Thank you to those who helped. That's awesome. That's a serve. That is like, in my mind anyway, okay, my, that's like a pure serve. That's like a, I'm doing this. Is, I'm not naturally bent toward this. This is not my gifting. This is not my preference. I'm not good at it. But I'm going to do it because it's needed. So I'm going to step in and serve. You know, when I don't preach, sometimes I get to go in there. If I'm not doing something, I get to go in there. And it's good. It's good for us to serve each other. Let's practice. Let's start with this, right? Let's serve the kids well, man. They need it. They might not thank you. They will, but they might not. 
We're doing it for Jesus. We're doing it for the Lord. Sometimes you're overwhelmed. There's so many things pulling you. How can I, how can I serve? Well, do this. Let Jesus be Lord of your life. Let Jesus be Lord of your calendar. Let Jesus be Lord of your schedule. Put him first. Jesus, what will you have me do? You got a conflict. What do I do? Jesus, what do I do? I know what I prefer. What do you want me to do? Lean into that and you're going to shine. You're going to shine. God's going to fill you up more with his light and his life. That's the opportunity. That's what we get to choose this week. Let's do this. All right. And let's, let's kind of take that into communion now. And, you know, think about areas we need to step out of. God's saying, get out of that. Get out of that darkness. Come into light. Maybe something came to mind. You're like, oh, man, that was bad. I, you know, you feel a little shame. Come to light. Communion is the way we take that off. We say, thank you for your forgiveness, Lord, that you won for us. Let's also in communion just commit to being light, to being light, to shining more brightly, to taking hold of those things that God calls us to do, to do it quickly, eagerly, etc. All right. Let's, uh, if you don't have communion supplies, uh, the little cup thing, just raise your hand. We'll get those out to you. And let's go there. On the night before, the lie of the world, God himself, the creator, came into the world for this mission before he went to the cross, before he displayed that ultimate self-giving love, before he poured it out for you and me, before he served you like no one could ever serve you. Before that, the night before that, he took bread, took bread, normal bread, and he gave thanks for it. He broke it. His disciples are watching him. And he said to them, take and eat. Take, receive. This is my body given for you. Lie of the world gives his body for you. Take it. Receive it. Let's do that now. Then he took the cup. Gave thanks for it. He offered it to them. He said, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood. It symbolizes his blood. The blood of my covenant just poured out for the forgiveness of your sins. Your sins can be forgiven so you can be cleansed of the darkness. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We thank you, Lord. We receive this. That's how the servant, the light, made his covenant with you. Let's receive that. Let's rest in that. Let's shine this week. Lord, we thank you for coming for us, for shining in our darkness. 
Lord, we thank you for doing that the first time you did it and how you just persist in doing that daily, Lord God. Help us not resist you. Help us turn quickly to you, Lord God. We want to be filled with your light. Lord, free us from darkness. Help us step away from it. Um, where we're stuck, Lord, help us see the next step you're highlighting for us to take. Help us not get caught in the darkness of pride. Help us ask for help when we need that. Lord, help us shine more brightly today and this week. We love you, Lord. We thank you for loving us first. Amen.